Hi guys, I just want to throw this quick note in before you get into the episode. I'm sure you'll notice my audio quality is pretty awful. Uh, I had to get a new microphone. I didn't do anywhere near enough playing around with it and testing it. We just jumped straight into recording because we were eager to get an episode out to you. I hope it doesn't take too much away from the episode as a, as a whole. And hopefully we will have it sorted by the next episode. The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to the very first episode of Men Podcasting Badly. I am your host, Jacobs, and I'm joined by my co-host, Skets. Hey, man. Hey, dude, how's it going? Yeah, all good. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So just before we get started, um, from me and Skets, we just want to say a big thanks out there to all the NHS workers. Uh, You're doing a fantastic job during this pandemic. It's pretty shit for all of us, but no doubtedly more shit for you guys. So keep up the good work in what you're doing. Um, we also want to give a shout out to all the key workers, supermarket staff, bin men, bin women, the posties. <laughs> so yeah, thanks guys. Like we really appreciate your efforts and uh, keep it up. And what's impressive, man, is the amount of rainbows that are out and about. Um, oh, it's fantastic to see, man, when you're walking down the street, getting your one daily exercise, and maybe your job takes you outside as well. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's pretty cool to see. So yeah, we just want to say a big thank you to you all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agree with everything you said there. Awesome, man. So uh, I guess we best uh, well let's move on to the podcast and why we're here. So for quite some time, you probably heard this in the introduction podcast if you listen to it. Uh, myself and Skets, we've been wanting to do a podcast. Um, we didn't really know what we wanted to do the podcast on. And then we both thought we're big gamers. And back in the day, me and Sketch used to love playing, well, what was it? PlayStation 2 games together, I think, was it? Yeah. Like SSX yeah. Tricky and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we, we figured we'd try and do a podcast on forgotten games. Um, and when we use the word forgotten games, it's games that I would say, or we would say, uh, Probably not at the forefront of most people's minds when you think of... Would you classify it as retro gaming now? Scouts, what do you reckon? Um, see, I wanted to avoid saying retro gaming because every bugger's a fan of retro games and there's a lot more people that know a lot more than we do about them. So we just look stupid trying to talk about retro stuff. But yeah, so I, I was thinking maybe forgotten games because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of old games that people do still talk about, you know, Sonic, Mario, Final Fantasy, a lot of games are still getting remakes. So yep. I, I, I was thinking I wanted to go back and play games that aren't talked about so much anymore. And we, yeah, we threw that around for a couple of weeks, didn't we? Yeah. Trying to come up with ideas, but also we didn't want to put ourselves into a pigeonhole. Oh, that's the word I was going to use, man. Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. They want to pigeonhole ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Pigeonhole ourselves into uh, into just those games. Because you know what people are like. We, we get people coming in saying, my mate talks about that game every week. Even though no, nobody else in the world talks about it. His mate does. 
So yeah. <laughs> so just old games that we want to play is what we're going for. So on that, in the introduction podcast, I talked about Paperboy. Yeah. And I talked about how hard it was to complete that bonus track when I was a youngster. Bearing yeah. in mind it was on the Amstrad. Well, safe to say, my first attempt at Paperboy bonus track, I beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fall off the bike. So it must have just been an age thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I think we're probably going to find with a lot of these games we play. Um, yeah. I've been playing a little bit of Lion King recently um, on the old Sega Mega Drive. And yeah. yeah, it's definitely as hard as what I can remember. It is as, as hard as it. Yep. Yeah, I, there, I don't know if you can remember it, but there's a level where it's off. It's after the one with the ostrich. So you jump on the ostrich and you got like, well, it's the monkeys. You jump up, you got to like roar at some monkeys to change the sequence in the, which they throw you. You then jump on some giraffe heads and then you got to jump on an ostrich and then you got to like duck over birds' nests and jump over birds' nests and stuff. Yeah, the I level after that. that, well, the level after that, you get hippos <laughs> and you've got to swing on the hippos' tails. Mate, I cannot get past that level for love nor money. Oh, like, it is bloody difficult. Bloody difficult. But yeah, so uh, it's sort of, I guess it's those sort of games that, that we'll be playing. And it will just give us something to talk about, really. Yeah. And for us to enjoy. I mean, I'm enjoying playing the old stuff. And uh, on, on a similar note, back in uh, one of our sort of rehearsal intro episodes, some of our friends listened to it. Um, I spoke about when I was younger, I got um, Tom and Jerry for the math system, and it was um, £30. And I only got a pound a week pocket money, so I was saving for 30 weeks to get that game. And I was like, you know, I saved like over half a year for this. <laughs> the game I played for this episode is a math system game again, and I completed that in about two and a half hours, three hours, so... Like you said, it's just just an age thing as well. Like so, that maybe they were all fairly e- easier than we remember. Yeah, I guess. I, well, I mean, like when the master system was out, we would have been what six, seven, maybe. Yeah, about or that. Around about that, maybe. It's yeah. crazy now, though, isn't it? To think about six or seven year olds these days, it's like they're using iPads and they can definitely work a console better than I could back in my day. Yeah, definitely. It's absolutely but, bonkers. Uh, you, now you've said about when the mass system was out. That's something I've been thinking about recently. So, obviously, adults these days are massively into gaming, into consoles. And I've been wondering when it was out. I've been meaning to look up the dates of when it was actually re- released. But I can't imagine. So, so, I think I worked out roughly, like, the adults that would have been able to afford the mass system at the time would be about 50 now but you don't really see any sort of 50 year olds that are into gaming it's uh something i've been meaning to look into it's like our era isn't it i think that we're the the first big gaming era shall we say like the big gamers i guess and yeah it's sort of followed on from now i've just uh the powers of google the master system was launched in september 1986 was it Yep, the year we were born, mate. Jesus. The year we were born. That's bonkers, isn't it? I can't believe that. Yeah, so again, so going back to what I was saying then, we're 34 at the moment. Yeah. Um, so people 
that would have been already working at the time, like in their 20s or something, would have been able to afford a console on their own and, and be able to buy the games and everything, they would be, yeah, like I said, in their 50s, 54. But uh, yeah, I've just been, just been curious, like how big gaming was at the time when the Master System was out. Like if people had these massive collections that you see these days. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. If yeah. we get any old-time listeners, it'd be good to get some feedback on that, actually. Yeah. Definitely. As to, yeah, as to whether like you were big game collectors back then and still are, it, it would be nice to know. Because I, I know a couple of guys who we work with, like, I've definitely got one in mind, of the biscuit variety, shall we say. Um, he's a big collector of games. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's not in his 50s. <laughs> no, I know, but he's... Oh, he's, he's, he's got to be in his 40s, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apologies, <laughs> Cookie, if we got that wrong, mate. <laughs> I'm not sorry, Cookie. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, uh, so yeah, we said while we're here. Was, was there any more we want to add on to that? We can talk about what we've been doing in our spare time for a little bit. Um, yeah, we could probably do a section of like things you could do whilst in isolation or lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we could we could have a lockdown section where we just talk about things that we're planning on doing um, and try and give some ideas to other people. Yeah. Um, Oh, another thing I was was going to mention in this as well. I'm assuming um, this one is this intro bit where we're talking is probably going to be a bit longer in this episode than the future episodes. I'm quite happy for there to be quite a bit of talking at the beginning, anyway. Yeah, but maybe like ten minutes. I was expecting this to be about half an hour. Yeah. All right. That's a um, lot. But yeah, just to give people a bit of a background of us, you know, we're not going to be waffling on for half an hour every episode. Yeah. No, I get that. So yeah, no, is I. I agree. We can uh, talk about things we can do in lockdown. What do you also? What games? What games you're playing at the moment, other than forgotten air quote games? Well, yeah, well, that's yeah, plenty of online gaming I've got as a section. So uh, yeah, that'd be cool. So what can you do in lockdown? What can I? What can you do in lockdown? <laughs> well, I know I changed the subject and I went back on myself. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're difficult. We, <laughs> we might get this a lot. Um, I am awful at talking. Uh, you might be wondering why the hell are you doing a podcast? It'll be fun. <laughs> a little inside joke for some of our listeners: he has a tendency to start and then stop a lot. So yeah. uh, some people will pick that up. Uh, I did think also uh, I'm awful at telling stories, but as I'm the one doing the editing, I can put them in the right order. As, <laughs> Please as, keep that bit in that you're so, awful about telling stories. It will definitely help our listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll probably don't, figure don't it edit out that out. Pretty don't quickly. edit that out. Okay. <laughs> So, Jacobs and Skett's lockdown suggestions. <laughs> what, have we, what have we been doing on lockdown? Listen to Skett's stories. <laughs> we all love doing that. <laughs> if you ever want to go to sleep, people. <laughs> I'm joking, mate. I'm joking. I'm joking. Things you can do in lockdown for the fourth time. Uh, right. So, yeah. So, we got a, we got a solid group of mates and... Uh, well, one suggestion Skets come up with the other day was uh, using Poker Stars to uh, set up an online poker tournament. So I used to host uh, or try and host a poker tournament at least once a month over my house where a group of us would get together. We'd obviously play poker, have a few drinks and win or typically me lose some money. 
Um, so Skets come up with the idea of doing, you can use poker stars and you can create your own in-house lobby, your in-house game. You can invite up to nine people. Yeah, not sponsored uh, by Poker Stars, by the way. Yeah, but Poker <laughs> Stars, if you are listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can set up a table for, I think, a maximum of nine people. You can use what they call as game money or play money. Um, so you don't have to use the euro or dollar currency that they use. And then I guess at the end, whoever the winner is and whatever we set up as first and second place, um, we'll just do bank transfers, I guess. That's going to be the easiest way to do it. Don't yeah, tell that's, Poker Stars that. <gasps> but yeah so uh, that's one suggestion for lockdown uh, another thing I've been doing obviously is playing a lot of games <laughs> yeah. yeah mate I've been well COD has been my main game for like the last week maybe two weeks now they brought out a, a battle royale mode I always get the name of this wrong I'm pretty sure it's Warzone um, and well we were big PUBG players Um mainly well, more me than skets i will say well yeah i was gonna say players is not the correct term for me i played it a lot but i wasn't, wasn't very good at it yeah, you don't have to be good at it to play it though do you it's the taking part that counts it is mate it is there we go we used to get some chicken dinners uh, yeah we three, got three maybe yeah we got a couple we got a couple it's more than what most people have well, I don't know. It's been out quite some time now, hasn't it? Depend, depends how you define most people. Yeah, I guess. Because there's more people who don't play the game than do. And none of them well, have chicken dinners before. Well, where <laughs> so. include those people in our stats then? Yeah, there we go. Easy way to manipulate stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Warzone. And that game mode is incredible. I've even been sucked into buying the Battle Pass. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I've done it. I, I'm, I'm getting enough game time on it now to... I think if you get to level 74 on the Battle Pass, it gives you enough CP, which is the in-game currency, to be able to buy the next season's Battle Pass. Okay. So, I mean, I think I got to, like, level 65 with not really playing it a whole lot. So I reckon I could grind out to 74 every season and then get the free battle pass. But I say free, I've already paid for it for the first one. But every yeah. other one after that will be paid for by in-game currency. But that game, anyone, if you've got PlayStation, Xbox, PC, it's cross-platform. And it's a terabyte spare on your hard drive. And it's free to play. Um, so yeah, get it downloaded. It'll only take you about a week to download it. But it's 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 an awesome game. It's an awesome game. Yeah. We've had to start playing D&D remotely, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we're giving that a go. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest, I've been struggling with it. Yeah, it's not as good as face-to-face. So, um, yeah, we, we tried it a little bit on Discord. We tried, we, we might might give it a go on House Party. That's when I was going to call it Face Party. <laughs> it was a completely different night altogether. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I um, think it, it might work better on House Party. But yeah. the, the struggle for me is like not being able to see people's faces, like because I don't know if any of you guys out there play D anD D, but generally, like when you're in a town or like you've got a group discussion going on, like when you're sat across a table, it's very easy to pick up when other people want to talk. Yeah, and uh, if if D anD D doesn't work over house party, then um, we're going to give escape rooms a go. Uh, I listen to 
a podcast called Escape This Podcast. Um, and they, they've released, yeah, they, they are a mixture between escape rooms and role-playing games. So it's pretty much designed to be done remotely. A lot of their guests that they get on, obviously, aren't with them. So, yeah, it's designed to be done remotely. And they've um, released uh, notes and everything so people can DM them at home. Yeah, so I think we might try and do... Uh, do a few of those games and see if it's a bit better, a bit, well, not, it would be better than D&D. Uh, might try a, a few of those games and see if it just works a little bit better. It just flows a bit better than playing D&D. Um, and, and, and I suppose you're not, you're not making decisions that are going to change the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it'd be a good idea. Um, I'm also thinking, mate, it might be a good idea for us. That if we use something like House Party for this as well, or some sort of video call, so we can see each other when we're talking, because yeah. I'll be able to tell when you're going to want to talk, because I do have a tendency to talk a lot, as we both know. Yeah. Once I get going, I don't stop, which is a bit of a problem. But it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this episode turns out after yeah. editing, because I can. I can obviously squash your vocals down or my vocals down. If one of us talking, I can just mute the other person at that point. That's a very good point. So, no, so after all this discussion, people might not even ever know that that's been a problem. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> the wonders of audio editing. Yeah. I would get lost in that world, I tell you. Well, Skat, so I guess it's time we uh, move on and actually do some reviewing of games. Uh, like we said in the introduction podcast, um, we're probably going to be only reviewing one game this episode um, to get ourselves into the flow. So what do you think, Skets? Yeah, we should um, probably get into that. I've got nothing else to bore people with. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, shall I go first or do you want to go first? You're the host. You choose. Okay. Uh, well, I'm quite happy to talk about the game I've been playing for the last week or so, a couple of weeks. Go on then. Okay. Well, folks, I chose the PlayStation 1 classic. That is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. Like we've both said, we're not official game reviewers or anything like that. So I'm just going to literally talk about how classic the game is. Everyone I've told who I've been playing it have been like, oh yeah, I remember that game. So first thing I need to say about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was I forgot how great the soundtrack was. I don't think Skets would probably enjoy it as much as I did. Um, it's like... I don't know what you classify the genre of music as. It's like punk, rocky, skater-ish. I don't know. Yeah, I think like, my most of it, probably skater-ish. Skater-ish. At, at a guess. At a guess. Well, that, that, is, that is on the skateboarding <laughs> game. It's probably a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I think probably um, punk. It's probably a lot of punk. punk. I can't remember punk. any of the that's, songs in, the, in the first one. Punk rock. Yeah, whatever. Well, there was a band, Goldfinger. And I can't remember the name of the song. I really should have that, but I don't know. Superman. Big f- Superman. Thank you. 
That's the one I've got in the audio clip. Is it? Ah, that's like my favourite song off the game. Good choice. There we go. Good choice. choice. But yeah, as soon as that song come on, I was like, wow. Like, snap straight back to like when I was playing this game as a kid. Me me and my brother playing it all the time. But yeah, so I I went through and, well, starting it up, that Neversoft logo. It's the classic. I don't know if you can remember it, but it's Neversoft. And then over the O, it's like an eyeball. I can remember it because I had to get the game to get the audio because you didn't do it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a Jacob's fail. Well, you're the audio guy, so in theory, that's your job. I'm just going to tell you what game I'm playing. You've got to go fish the audio from now on. Okay, yeah. I'm fine I, with that. I think that's fair because I'll only fuck it up anyway. And you're the talking guy. Yeah, I think we've established that. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I started a career and I picked my favourite skater from back in the game when I used to play it back in the day. Back in the game, back in the day. That's a statement, isn't it? Chad Musker. Ever heard of that guy, Skets? Uh, I can't remember. No, no probably. I, I can't remember him either. I, I can't remember him, to be honest. I never really followed skateboarding as a passion when I was a kid but um, well, or as an adult either. But yeah, I always picked him when I played it when I was younger. Yeah. I went for the bog popper skateboard and I used loose trucks. Okay. I had to Google what the word for the skateboard wheels was the other days because I couldn't remember what it was and I found out it was trucks. So, uh, yeah. and, cool. uh, and what color did I pick my wheels? Pink. Red. Red. Of course it was red. So yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome going in. First level, warehouse. I should imagine a lot of people remember that level. You uh, start off at the top of a ramp. And I guess the, the basics or the premise of the game is you need to go around and collect, th- I think it's, but it's five tapes per level. Um, and a tape is basically a mission, shall we say. Um, so in every single track or map, you have to get, I think it's like two high scores. Uh, you have to find a hidden tape. You have to find the word skate. Uh, which- when you say tape, yeah, a VHS tape or a cassette tape? Ah, it's a VHS tape. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's I th- not much else I can ask at the moment. Yeah, no, because I think it, it's a VHS tape because the premise on that is when they used to do the recording of basically skateboarders back in the day, and it would have been uh, on VHS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing. I remember seeing them in like surf shops and stuff, like all the videos. That's it. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was VHS tapes, and then you have to collect the word skate. Um, and you have to collect the five separate letters and generally on each map as well there's like a, uh, a mission where you got to smash something up so for example on the school map um, you need to skate or grind five tables uh, dinner tables right. and I think on the mall map you've got a you know like the information display things in American malls um, they're like generally yeah, yeah. glass and whatever you had to smash through five of those and yeah the, the basis of the game is that you need to go through and and collect these tapes and once you've collected all the tapes you complete the game cool yeah, yeah. did you did you complete the game no no. <laughs> <laughs> no i think i'm four tracks in i've done warehouse school mall and i think it's downtown um like, okay. I, like i said if i had my bloody notes i'll be able to tell you um but yeah it's uh it's, it's an incredible game but you only get two minutes per try 
and two minutes okay. goes. Yeah, I think I remember that now. It goes bloody quick on the game as well. All right. I, I don't know if anyone has. It's another one of these. Has anyone ever? But I don't think it's possible to complete all five quests within the two minutes. Oh, it's got to be possible. There's just geniuses out there. Yeah, yeah I, guess. I don't know. Not, I, I haven't played it though. It's... It might not be possible. Well, I, no, I guess it would be because it's two high scores. Find the hidden. It, it's the hidden tapes to bugger. But and I've <laughs> so I was going to Google where the hidden tapes were until yeah. I realised the game helps you. Okay. When you load the level up on the left hand side of the screen, it actually displays where the hidden tape is. So you get like a snapshot oh, really? of the track or the map. I guess. Oh, nice. Yeah, it took me a while to click onto that. So I was driving around school for eight, driving, skateboarding around school for ages, trying to work out where this bloody tape was. Yeah. Reloaded the level one time and I was like, oh, look at that. It actually tells you where it is. <laughs> Couldn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've had a, I've had quite a bit of fun playing it. It's definitely, I'm going to play it through now until I finish yeah. it. And nice. I did have a little look online at cheats. I can remember cheats. Oh, and special moves as well, because I couldn't remember how to do special moves. I was going to ask you about that, because that's one thing I noticed when I was playing it, playing it through for the audio. And it had a little special bar. And I was like, I don't know what these are. I assume they come in the manual. And I was going to talk about that in, in mine, because obviously games these days, you don't have manuals at all anymore. But they were they were so important back in the day. Yeah, I think we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? And I think yeah. I used to spend like a good half hour when I bought a game reading the manual before I even put the game in the console. It's yeah. something you had to do back then, wasn't it? Yeah, you had to. Talk to me about specials then, because so, I'm, I'm still really confused and I want to know. So yeah, so you got the special bar in the top left-hand corner, and the idea is that you pull off various tricks without bailing, um, bailing being the term when you fall off your skateboard, that... Yeah. Once you pull off enough tricks and your special bar glows yellow, and then if you don't pull off any tricks, like the, the bar starts to slowly go down. So, right. So whilst that bar is active, each skateboarder has uh, like three certain tricks they can do. They have a grind trick, a grab trick, and a flip trick. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, flip trick. So yeah, with a, I can't remember what the, the terms are for Chad Musker's one, but... He does a really cool like grab trick where you go up a half pipe and then he grabs the back of his board with his right hand and then there's like a somersault backwards. A somersault, yeah. a somersault backwards, that's not right, is it? He does a backwards flip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, really cool. And then I found out once I worked out how to do these by looking online, it made getting the high scores a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, nice. Because it's all about hooking up combos. So you're coming off the back of doing a grab trick, and then you could go and hit his special grind as well, and that would just get you mega points. Yeah, awesome. So, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I'd like, like I was saying earlier, I had a look at some cheats as well, and it was like, I couldn't remember what the cheats were, and then as soon as I started looking at them, I was like, ah, yes, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make bubble heads, so all your skateboarders have big heads. <laughs> oh, and now you've said that, you reminded me Eddie was in one of them. Yes. Maybe Tony Hawk's 3, because I've got some Eddie bubbleheads. Uh, Iron Maiden Eddie. Yeah, for people who didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, okay, sorry, carry on. No, that's all right, man, that's all right. Um, yeah, and you can unlock, I think there was like two characters you could unlock as well. Like one was a police officer, 
I guess they've done a police officer because they normally try and chase the skaters down off of like yeah. illegal pathways and stuff. Well, I say illegal pathways, just off of pavements and stuff, I guess. Um, and there was another one as well, which I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it's really cool, man. Like, such a good game. I forgot how good the game was. Yeah, I think we're going to get that a lot, just forgetting how good games used to be. You know, it, it evolved so much. But yeah, they were they were good. They don't make them like they used to. <laughs> they probably make them better, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> these games are really good. These games are really good. So yeah, it's safe to say I will be trying Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 as well, because if I remember rightly, the soundtrack on that was even better than the first one. I think yeah. it was that game that got me into Papa Roach. Okay, Because I cool. think Blood Brothers is on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and that was off of their Infest album. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's, that's what first got me into like the sort of metal scene, I think, playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yeah. And saying that, we um, you mentioned earlier we played um, SSX a lot as well, and there was, uh, I remember there was two, no, ignore that. I don't want to talk about that because I'm completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> There's only two... There was only two songs in that. I was going to say, yeah, that was full of awesome music as well, but it wasn't. It was two. <laughs> so that's cool. We used to listen to some awesome music though, whilst we played that. Yeah, you've got a better memory than me. Yeah, I'm, I could be wrong now. Actually, I'm maybe I'm thinking of SSX three. We'll have to have a Google later. Maybe that's it's a yellow card. Way away, away oh. from here, I see. <laughs> what a great oh. song! I was listening to Yellow Card today, actually. Yeah. yeah, they come on Spotify whilst I was out working. Classic. Awesome. But yeah, man, so uh, I don't think I've got a lot else to really say about Tony Hawk's, apart from if you've got a PlayStation 1 out there, give it a go. It's fantastic. It's a great game. It brought, brought me a lot of joy. Yeah, I, so I think I am. Um, I have some questions. Well, not some questions. I know I've definitely played, I've definitely played that one. And probably... Two and three. Yeah. Why is my microphone going wiggly? I don't know. Maybe some feedback. Uh, yeah, I definitely know I've played Tony Hawk's one, probably two, uh, and probably three as well. I think it, I think it went, a bit, went a bit downhill after that, didn't it, as far as I remember? Yeah, I don't think I played past three. Um, Underground came after that. Let's see, there's your gaming knowledge coming into play there. Look. Yeah. I can't remember that. Um, but are they bringing it back again? Are they trying to bring it back? Uh, I, I, can you get it on Steam? I don't know if you can get it on Steam, but I'm not too sure. I don't know if they are doing a Tony Hawk's remake uh, or not. Let's have a... Oh, apparently, 5th of February 2020. Sounds like we can expect remakes of the first two. Oh, just remakes then, not um, yeah, new games. Not new games, just remakes of 1 and 2. They are saying that Activision owns the rights to a number of classics, like Crash and Spyro. And we know that Crash Bandicoot's definitely been remade. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, hopefully they do do Tony Hawk's. If they do, I would definitely be looking to get that. With up-to-date graphics, that would be insane. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's my first ever review of a 
forgotten game. I don't know if you classify yeah. Tony Hawk's as a forgotten game, but I definitely forgot about it. So that's why I played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was I was thinking about what games to play the other day, and um, one I thought I thought about playing Onimusha. You heard of Onimusha? Or do you remember it? No. Uh, so it's basically it is uh, Resident Evil with a samurai instead of in a instead of a cop with a gun. Oh, what? So like zombies and stuff? No, not um, not zombies. Sorry, it's uh, I, I'm not really sure. I can't can't remember what they were. Okay. Uh, no, not um, not zombies. Sorry, no, I I can't remember what they were actually. Uh, just like demons or something. That sounds pretty cool. Then. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was it was a PlayStation Two game, and it, they did three of them. They were absolutely amazing. There was um, it was done by Capcom, so I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll look, have a look it up on Wikipedia, see what I can remember, see what I can find out. Yeah, and it um, it came up saying it's Capcom's eighth most successful franchise. Uh, it was a, the fact you've not heard of that. It's crazy. I was going to say um, this is the Madden. Now the fact that it was on PlayStation Two as well. Yeah, but that's not that's not what I started saying this for. One of their one of the most successful franchises before that, um, like uh, lower than that, was Dead Rising, I believe. Yeah, Dead Rising, I'm sure it was. I've heard that. I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I had never heard of that. And, uh, and I can believe it. It's like it's uh, open world with zombies. So I, I, from from what I can gather, it's basically Capcom's version of GTA. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and like, and there's loads of them. And like how crazy people have gone for zombies over the last ten or so years, you would have thought that that would be more well known. Maybe it is very well known. We, I just don't, I've never heard of it. But uh, I don't know. How big did you think it was? I, I don't think it was that big. That, yeah, I can, okay. I can remember it, but I can't really remember the game. So I remember the title, but I can't really yeah. remember the game that much. So. Well, if I I must have, I did play it, but it just obviously hasn't stuck that much. So yeah, no, that's cool. It's just something I wanted to run run by you because it shocked me that I didn't know what it was when it was in their top eight most successful franchises. But uh, we we need to play Onimusha at some point. I, I've just googled Onimusha and I recognise the the game front cover. So yeah, yeah. I, oh, it was so good. Maybe I did play it. Yeah, it's that samurai dude, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do recognise it. And they're doing it. Is it on PlayStation Four? Uh, I believe so. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, we'll have to give it a go. There is uh, another game that I didn't play that I want to talk about, and that is Spyro. Obviously, that wouldn't have fit into our um, forgotten games idea, but because uh, they've just re-released it. But that's why I want to talk about it. So. Um, my son has just started playing it. I never ever played Spyro when it was out. Uh, I never played Croc. Um, there's a lot of the platformy games that I didn't play, and just just watching him play it, I was just amazed. You know, I, I they don't make games like that at all anymore. Just there's like there's puzzly games more than anything. I think they're classed as like platform games, but yeah, it was amazing. I just I really want to go back and play. Some of those games now as well, some like proper platform puzzle puzzle games. So, <clears throat> would you put Banjo and Kazooie in the same sort of? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one I did play actually. I never managed to finish it. Okay. But uh, 
I, yeah, I, I always wanted to finish it. I never played the second one either. Um, I remember it was uh, back when I, I worked in a game shop. It was probably the rarest um, N64 game at one point. I think it was probably one of the first N64 games to become rare. Really? Uh, other than the stupid rare ones that only Cookie knows about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was very rare. I remember it being rare. I did not realize that. I remember, I think my brother played Banjo-Kazooie quite a bit. I'd never really picked it up. But yeah, I, I do remember that. I, I thought it would be on like the same sort of format or, yeah, same format as yeah. the Spyro and Croc. It was incredible as well. I loved it. Croc's a classic, mate. I never played Croc. I love Croc. I love Croc. And it's just, I don't know, you talk about those games now. You know what other game I'm going to start playing now? Abe's Odyssey. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was like one of the games that made the PlayStation 1, wasn't it? I think, Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, again, a puzzly game. It was amazing. So, uh, well, what have you been playing this week then? Or for the last, or what did you play? So, um, so the game I played to talk about today was Castle of Illusion. Uh, I must specify that it was a mass system version because I found out last night that it was out on the Mega Drive as well. I didn't realise that until last night. I thought the Master System one was the only one. The reason why I wanted to play play Castle of Illusion was because I absolutely loved World of Illusion. That's one thing that we're going to need to play together. Okay. So it's odd that you say about Castle of Illusion that you only remember it on Master System because I only remember it on Mega Drive. Oh, really? I can't remember it on Master System. I don't know. Maybe I did play it on the Mega Drive and just don't remember it. Like because it, there was things when I played the Master System version, I remembered every single level when I got to it. But if you asked me what the levels were, I wouldn't have had a clue. You know, I <laughs> wouldn't remember the music or anything. But yeah, I, I just it just comes back to you, doesn't it? So it's just oh, it's, oh, there's nostalgia, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. I guess it is. But uh, yeah, so maybe I did play it if if I actually sat down and looked at it. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, one thing we were thinking about doing in the future, uh, maybe when we're a bit more popular, um, if uh, if we get popular. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I like I like the positive mental attitude there, mate. That was good. It's not a given, but uh, we have spoken about maybe once a month sitting down and doing a live stream of both of us playing something. Now, originally it was going to be SSX Tricky, be the first one, but we can't do that anymore. And we probably couldn't do World of Illusion either. We might be able to do SSX Tricky. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. Cool. Okay. But yeah, so the the, the idea was just, yeah, just to stream something, have a few beers while we're doing it, and just have a laugh. And people can come along and have a laugh with us, hopefully. Or just laugh at us if they want. <laughs> laugh at well, I'm fine with people laughing at me. <laughs> but yeah, World of Illusion, we have to play that game if we do it. Have you ever played World of Illusion? I'm going to say no, but I wouldn't take that as 100% no. As you know, my memory is crap. So uh, I'd probably start playing it and be like, oh, yeah, I do remember this. But off the top cool. of my head, mate, I can't remember, no. So, yeah, it was a similar game, but you've got Mickey Mouse as player one and Donald Duck as player two. But you've got to work together, you know. You've, you've both got to like work out puzzles together. So it's a similar way to like Portal 2, I guess. Oh, okay. But, but like, 8-bit version. Wicked. You can't have one person work it out. Like you have to work together. It was the first 
game that I'd ever played like that where it needs two people to work out a puzzle together. And it was amazing. So, yeah, we need to play that one. That sounds awesome. So that reminds me. So, of, like, is it Sonic 2 where you could be Tails as well? The second player could be Tails? So you don't necessarily have to work together on that to complete it. But that's the first sort of game I can remember where you had like a, a duo character on screen and then the second player could operate that second character. Whereas like before, it would just literally be Tails would follow you, for example, or something like that. You know, you'd have this thing following you, but it wouldn't be able to be player controlled. But the good thing about that was Tails was invincible. If you were ever scared, you'd just get this player two to go in and do everything for you. <laughs> wow, I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, Tails was invincible, always came back. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> or Sonic 2, you could um, actually have races as well, couldn't you? You would split screen and you could race each other. That was cool. But anyway, so this week, like I said, yep. I played Castle of Illusion for the second time. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of rambling there, so I might have the music for it here. We'll find out. Again, it's a mass system game. It's your typical platform game. The princess is in another castle type of game. Oh, okay. Um, that's what I got from it. It's basically Mario, yeah. but with a different way of killing things. I was thinking Mario when you said that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's all Mario is. The princess is in a different castle, yeah. always. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, as you, as you go in, you, you get spoken to by this wizard guy who says, go and find these seven rainbow crystals or whatever. And I don't know why it's always seven. There's so, so, so many games. Like seven is a magic number, not three, seven in, in games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you find these seven rainbow crystals. And then you could use them to get to the evil witch's castle. And then you find your woman. And uh, I mean, I struggled to start with. I was like, I, I didn't realize you could actually attack things. I thought, well, the mass system, maybe you can't attack things. I was just jumping over stuff. And then, but then I got to like boxes that I couldn't hit or whatever. And, and so I worked out if, if you, like, you can't hit stuff while you're on the ground. You have to be jumping. And then you press like the action button or the attack button or whatever while you're in the air to sort of land on them. Okay. So yeah, it's basically Mario, but instead of jumping up to punch things, you jump up and hit them with your ass on the way down. Oh, fair one. So, so they went, oh, let's just invert that and we'll be a different game. <laughs> Yeah, no, and we got Mickey Mouse, obviously, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I worked out, yeah, you, you could use the second button to attack, and you could pick stuff up as well, right, and throw it. So could you use the objects as weapons, I guess, or like, yeah. so you could throw it at bad guys? Actually, I was, yeah, was going to say, so one annoying thing about it, I don't know if that happens in Mario, it probably does, but things respawn if you go off of screen, and the little cubes, that, well, little, I suppose, a rock that you can pick up and throw, respawn as well all oh, right and, and that was really annoying like if you missed something you have to go back and you've got to fight everything all over again and you've got to st if you lose all your lives and you have a continue that's one thing we talk about but we've rambled a lot the fact that you get continues in these games yes you do yeah you don't get them anymore. oh no um but yeah if you want to continue you have to start back at the beginning of the level and and what i found was I would try and rush it. If I thought I knew what I was doing, I would try and rush it and then just mess up all over like, on something completely easy that I, that I just breezed through. 
earlier on in the level. <laughs> so that was annoying. So you said that you completed the game earlier. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I watched somebody on YouTube complete the game. <laughs> oh, what? And then you done it yourself or you just watched them complete it? Well, no, the thing that... The reason why I didn't complete it was because of that fucking chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah. At the end of the level, at the end of the third level, you've got a chocolate bar. Right. And it, it, I didn't know how to kill it for ages, and it just kept killing me, and I got frustrated. Uh, I worked out eventually, but I was just deflated by that point, and I was fed up of starting at the beginning of the fucking level. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I really was. Um, so when I got to the last level, um, I, I want to go back and talk about some of the stuff earlier. But yeah, now we're on this. When I got to the last level, I got to the, there's like a dragon at the end. And I didn't even know how I was supposed to damage it. And you know, I think I did like two, maybe three continues trying to work it out. But it's so it was so annoying. I have to start at the beginning of the level again, like, like I was saying. And just trying to get back to this dragon once I've used all of my lives. It's really annoying. Um, and I'm glad I did that because the dragon is not the last boss I fi- I found out from YouTube. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, you, you go through to the next bit and there's another, as a witch, who's the last boss. And that would have pissed me off <laughs> if, I, if that wasn't the last boss. If, if I, if I took an age, taken ages to, to do it and found out it's not the last boss. So I, I did most of it. I think uh, I did more than you did, let's say, if we're doing a percentage-wise... I didn't realise it was a competition, but yeah, I would definitely say that you played more of your game than what I played mine. I got slightly addicted to COD, I must admit. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but mine was a mass system game and I did it in like two and a half hours, so it's fine. It is not a competition <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, that, that's... And I... Yeah, I watched a YouTube video. But going back to what I was going to say earlier, I got to the first boss before I realised how I could do any attacks... And it's, it's just this weird tree is like this Tasmanian devil thing that spins around from side to side and he, th- uh, he gets to one side, throws some leaves at you and then spins back across to the other side. And I was like, how am I supposed to hit this guy? Because I, I think I had worked out that you could pick up and throw blocks, but I didn't realize that you could jump and hit stuff with your ass. <laughs> so I was like, there's, there's no blocks to hit him with. <laughs> and I died on him quite a few times as well and had to start again. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he was a bastard. Um, how once I did work out how to do it, I think I remember in in with games like that, you sort of always try and stand as far away from possible because the angles it makes the the gaps between the leaves bigger or whatever it is in in that game. But then I didn't have enough time to get to the other side of the screen to hit him, and so I thought I I, I decided I would look at it from from like a speedrunner's kind of point of view. Because there always seems to be uh, a logical way to do things. Okay. Um, and so I just sort of stood next to him, just jumping up and down. And it seemed to work. Instead of like trying to do it logically, instead of trying to do it, um, I'd sort of stand back and try and work it out and how I can get through these leaves. And yeah, it, it seemed to work doing it that way. So it's really funny you say that about like, this Tasmanian devil at the end of the first level because when I was playing Lion King the other day well, I probably should have been playing Tony Hawk's a bit more but I played Lion King as well <laughs> <laughs> and you get to the end of the first level on that and it sounds like the same sort of boss format 
you you face a hyena so you can you've got two ledges either side and then the hyena is down in like shall we say the pit like the bottom area and it will just jump up and attack you and for love nor money i could not work out how because again with lion king you can only jump on the enemy to kill them so you can only pounce i guess pouncing being a lion so i jump pounce on the hyena and the hyena would like not go days and then injure me and i couldn't work out how you do it and the end result was i stood in the corner and i just jumped yeah. i just jumped <laughs> until it died and you only ended up having to hit it twice so it it sounds like games back in those days like used the same format i guess the fact that you've like compared that to mario and mario was probably around a lot earlier than what that game was and then the fact that castle of illusion then with lion king as well i don't know in what time frame they come out against each other but it sounds like a lot of the gaming companies back then used the same sort of format for that type of game if that makes sense yeah i guess they were limited with with what they could do with games back then yeah when it was 2D, there was yeah. Yeah, probably not that much they could do. But yeah, that sounds awesome, mate. That's awesome. I got a question about continues. Go on. Do you get a limited amount of number of continues as well? Can you continue as I had nine? You had nine, right? Yeah, okay. more, just not my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I had nine in um, Castle. Of so once your nine continues are up, that's game over. Start at level one. Good luck. I assume yeah. so. Yeah. You assume so? I didn't play it enough to do to get okay. that to, to lose all of my continues. Well, they're a bit kinder on that than they are on Lion King. I think you only get three continues on Lion King. And once it's done, it's done. So, yeah, I'm going to end up smashing the game and console player in that game. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll be reviewing that one two weeks in a row. I will be, mate. Mostly, yeah, that'll probably be like a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably just stop reviewing it and then just review it at the point that I've actually completed the bastard thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about, Cast of Illusion? Yeah, well, I mean, so people who have played it uh, might remember the levels. But uh, so level one was like a for- foresty kind of level. Level two was like a toy box kind of level. Uh, level three was, oh, level two was a bastard. Level three was like a cake bakery kind of level. Uh, but it was one of those that, the screen moves automatically and you've got to keep up with it. Oh, no way. <laughs> and that was a dick. Oh, I got... I mean, I I, mean, I was doing okay uh, to start with when I was sort of taking it easy, working out what I had to do. But then once I died a couple of times at later bits, I would find myself rushing the screen because I knew what was coming up. And then I'd jump too soon and the screen hadn't moved enough. So I missed it. I, yeah, you know, the, the platform that I'm trying to jump onto is not even on the screen yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was frustrating because I was trying to do it too quickly. But yeah, I think uh, that's... There wasn't anything else too... Oh, that was almost a chocolate at the end as well. Uh, fucking chocolate. For <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and play this game just to uh, experience your... <laughs> uh, your well, I mean, so what I one did, it... Um, uh, what was it? It was going to be like three by six... Yeah, let's say a three by six chocolate bar, yeah. and it would start at one side of the level, uh, similar to the, I suppose the the Tasmanian tree. Right. And one piece of its chocolate would move to the other side really quickly, and then like well, it, yeah, it have a face on it to start with it. A face would come up on the chocolate bar on the on the block, and it moved to the other side. 
and then another face comes up on another block. And so it moves over to the other side in small blocks. Right. But as it's moving, it can attack you. You've got to try and get out of the way of it. Okay. And then between, uh, once it's moved, it knocks some blocks down, and there's one block that you need to get to hit it, but there's other things that fall down on top of you as well. Um, and so, again, actually, the same logic. I, I beat this one with the same logic as the, the first one. Like, what with, with things like that, you're trying to stand as far away to preserve your health as possible and try and look for patterns and everything, and it just didn't work. So I decided I'm going to stand right next to the chocolate bar because I know it can't hurt me. Once it's gone to the other side, it can't hurt me. And it seemed to be, it seemed to work. You know, I didn't get hit by too many of things falling down and I knew I had to get to the other side pretty quickly. And yeah, it just seemed to work like that. Oh, wicked. Yeah. It was a bastard. It, it took me a lot, uh, quite a lot of lives to get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much there is to the game. The fourth and fifth level didn't really add too much more. Uh, I think, um, yeah, for the first episode, that's my review of Castle of Illusion. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, oh, I hope you folks have enjoyed listening to the reviews of the games we've played. Um, I think at some point, maybe we'll come up with some form of rating system on what we think the game's like. But I think we, we I think yeah. we have to play a few games first to get some comparisons and on how we're going to rate them as well. I think it'd just be good, like I don't know, we we'll rate them in like beer quality. So like as the zone, <laughs> all the way up to I don't we're, know a luxurious beer. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Asda nope. either. Just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think well, should we should we round it up for for this episode and. And get it out there. Yeah, I think generally at this sort of point, we'll um, we'll be maybe reading out some some reviews that we if we get any doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I think we'll probably might as well just read the bad ones out yeah, as why well. Not? <laughs> um, any uh, maybe we'll put it out there to ask us any questions if people want to ask us anything. Uh, any other sections we want at this point? Um, well, I'm going to do a thank you to a couple of people who have helped us. Um, that's a good point shout outs yeah shout outs are always yeah, good so I'll, I'll do that um, and then we'll we'll finish it off okay cool alright cool uh, so uh, I just want to give a big thanks to our dear friend Riskit he has been a massive help with this podcast in the background um, he's been doing a lot of the artwork well I say a lot he's done all the artwork for us so everything you see on our Instagram Facebook YouTube, Twitter pages, and our website. He's done all the artwork, and he has also done all the work on the website. So that's a big thanks to uh, to Risk It, to Shane, uh, for his help with that. So I figured it's only fair that we help him as best as we can, Skets. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah. if you want to go check out some of Risk It's work, and he can do some stuff for you, um, he has a Fiverr page. His profile is Pixel Zero, all one word. That's P I X E L Z E R O. Um, and what he does, he creates or recreates PDF pages, um, forms that need filling out, and modify them for you. He can also create Minecraft servers, Discord servers, and there's a few other things he can do on there as well. So it'd be really cool if you guys need any of that work sort of done 
Discord's a really good thing if you've got kids um, whilst this lockdown's going on. Give them a good way of communicating. I know a, a few of our friends have got their kids on Discord and it's helping them play the likes of Fortnite and I can't think of the other games they're playing. But yeah, so uh, it's a shame for that. Thank you very much, buddy. Uh, we really appreciate it. Another shout out for Crises, Matt, for helping us with getting access to some of this retro stuff. Um, or retro, let's not use that word. Forgotten stuff. No. <laughs> Forgotten stuff. Um, and it would also only be fair to, to help him out. And that is retro. Um, we probably try and get him on the podcast one day, I think, Skats. Yeah, he knows too yeah, much. Yeah, but it, it can teach us. It can be a it can be an yeah. information session for us. It'll be a be a good episode, I think. Yeah, we're just like chuck games at him, and he can just like reel it off like everything. But yeah, so a uh, uh, bit of help for for crises. He's got his own eBay store, and what he basically does is gets old retro consoles, albeit like Amigas, Amstrads, Commodores. He recaps and repurposes, uh, repurposes them and modifies them to a point where you can actually run the ROMs using the USB stick. So you, you get the, the look and feel of playing on the console itself, but it all runs from a memory stick. He does some incredible work with it and you can check out his eBay store, which is Retro Heroes. That's R-E-T-R-O-H-E-R-O-E-S. Uh, he also has a Facebook page, which is Retro Heroes, which I will put in the comments. I'll also put Riskit's Fiverr site in the comments as well, or description below. So yeah, it's a big thank you to you guys for, well, helping us make this happen. That's amazing, guys. Yeah, thank you. Everything you've done for us has been awesome. Yeah, really appreciate it. Okay, and I think we can uh, close off this episode, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Do we do our shout-outs? And... Do we our shout-outs? I want to get. Well, no, I want to give a big shout out to oh. Skets for joining me on this podcast. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to say before I close it off? Um, no. Okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the Men Podcast and Badly first episode. If you would like to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube using the handle at Men Podcasting Badly. That is the symbol at not the word at and you can also check out our website which is www.menpodcastingbadly.com or .co.uk thank you for listening game over